Welcome to the Religion and Story podcast. Uh, Today's topic is when to leave a church. It's one of the most popular questions that we've been asked for by our audience. Actually, that's not true. No one asked us to talk about this. We just thought it would be really interesting. It's not one of those things that you usually think about. When should I leave a church? It might just creep up on you, or maybe the only time you've ever left a church is when you moved somewhere. But I think that this will be an interesting conversation, and all three Crouch Brothers have prepared a little bit to talk about it. So, Stephen, why don't you get us started? Usually, when the closing prayer is finished, you can stick around and visit with some people for a little while, Uh Uh, but that is most times uh, just a signal for you should leave now, uh, unless you want to stick around and have to clean up the orders of worship. Anyway, uh, but the, the, the topic really suggests that you need to focus on what uh, the church or what uh, God calls us to uh, come together for in terms of unity. Why are we uh, agreeing to disagree on some things and why some things uh, are causing us to seek, to, find, to seek and find another congregation elsewhere? Um, but these things need to be considered from, I don't want to call them salvation issues, because uh, you could say that everything's a salvation issue, where uh, some people might say salvation issues are up to God, and we're, we're just supposed to follow Scripture to the best of our abilities. But when it comes to saying that enough is enough, or I'm not being utilized um it, or my family's spiritual growth is not uh, getting the uh, nourishment that it needs. These things are the important things that should be addressed and examined whenever you are considering where you need to be putting yourself and spending your time uh, while you're here on earth, because our lives are not forever. They, there's a limitation, and um, do we need to be wasting them or have uh, taking on that's something that's going to give us a, a negative effect. Um, a, anything that uh, strikes y'all's interest as far as this topic goes? Stephen, let, let me press you on some of the things that you brought up. So you said that if you're not being spiritually fed or if your talents aren't being used, uh, that's a time to consider leaving a congregation, looking for another congregation. Well, let me Who, clarify. Right, yeah. Uh, whose responsibility is that? Well, not that you should immediately uh, go and look right. to uh, leave, but that is when you need to examine the situation. Is this something that I need to go and address and make my presence known and my willingness to serve known? Because uh, that this is something that happens all the time, and may, I didn't. Uh, I don't want to just pin it down on the millennials. It seems like they are getting the short end of the stick in every case, but. Uh, don't say, uh, have pity on me when you're not actually willing to go out and solve the problem. Uh, uh, Millennials are often accused of job hopping, not uh, staying in a certain profession uh, for uh, more than a year or whatever it might be. And the same thing is uh, they're being identified in the same way that if uh, they're not getting what they want from a church, they're just going to go and find the next one where uh, and this is a, a different issue that people are not 
finding a church to be involved at and become a member at. They are just going to hop around. Maybe, and I don't want to uh, cast a judgment or a blanket statement to be put on uh, all people of that age range. Maybe it's that they don't want to be committed, and that's why they go and sample uh, from congregation to congregation. I will support uh, some of what Stephen was saying. I'll, I'll echo that by saying, um, I, yeah, I think there are two main reasons that you would leave a church. I think Stephen is exactly right. With The first thing is uh, leaving a church doesn't always have to be something negative, something that's trying to tear apart the unity of the church. Sometimes, uh, like Stephen saying, you think your talents can be used elsewhere for the betterment of the kingdom. So maybe this church is that you're presently attending, this congregation isn't using your talents or has no need for your talents. Or maybe it's just that another congregation could really use what you have to offer. And so when you think that is the case that your congregation, you can serve another congregation better than the one you're currently attending, yeah, that might be a reason to leave the church. But then again, like Stephen was saying, and I'll, I'll change my answer up a little bit from uh, what you said, is that, yeah, when, you, when there is something um, that you find to be very serious, very important to the faith, that your church overwhelmingly is not uh, representing, is not affirming, um, then, yeah, that might be a reason to leave the church, or it likely is a reason to leave the church. An example would be if your church just, uh, the most extreme example would be they say that uh, we don't think Jesus Christ is the Son of God, we just think he was a, a wonderful person, he was a prophet sort of thing. Uh, that's a crazy example most churches or people we're talking to, they're not ever going to have a situation like that. But yeah, that's obviously a reason. But going along with that being an extreme reason, I would say, and Michael, I want to get your thoughts on this, I would say you should have a very liberal line for what uh, for what would make you leave a congregation. Or, sorry, reverse that. Very conservative line. Um, being that not not much is going to make you leave. You have very high tolerance for what can be done um, before you say, hey, it's time for me or my family to get out of here. What do you think? Right, and, and I think it's interesting that you ended it with me and my family because when you leave a congregation, you are leaving your spiritual family. Uh, to, to go along with what Daniel was saying there as well, I think that we should be... Um, we should have a high bar to clear in order for us to uh, place membership with a church or as other congregations say, to become partners in the gospel. You know, th there should be a high bar to join a, a congregation, to join into a family. Um, but uh, once you are a part of that uh, group, you don't want to be looking for ways to get out because you have already pledged yourself to that group. So you want to do everything you can to, to not uh, leave that congregation. So I think it's interesting, everything that you all have said, and I, I mostly agree with what's already been said, but I wanted to put forward a, a few other instances and, and just get y'all's reflections. Um, so perhaps... 
what if I don't have any friends? Now, it's different, of course, if I've been there for six months, a year, and I don't make much of an effort. Most people would say, well, you got to try. But what if I've been there for several years? Let's say five, six, seven years. Maybe I had some friends at the beginning, but they moved away. And no matter how much I try, I just have no one there to support me. Um, let me throw that one out, or let me also throw out, uh, what if there are s- severe personality differences between myself and uh, church leadership or other people my age to where, sure, I can make d- different friends, but it is a psychological, emotional struggle, spiritual struggle every time I go there. Um, what do you all think about those people that that struggle with those issues so yeah you're you're wrapping these into something different than it's not a, a doctrinal issue correct it's, right uh, basically something where um, it, it's the emotional well-being i guess you could call it that uh, i did want to make a comment on one thing before we get into it um I think both of you uh michael you used the word pledge uh when you said you are pledging uh, that you're going to be a part of a congregation, you're committing to them. I, I, I would maybe challenge that in a way that um, I, I don't know if there's anything scriptural to back that up. That are you? I mean, are you a member? Is membership of a congregation a scriptural thing, or should you be able to cancel your subscription at a moment's notice if something is not <laughs> right? Well, so, so let me let me let me insert just maybe forty five seconds or a minute. Uh, it is ironic that the three Crouch brothers are talking about this when we live in Austin, Little Rock, and Nashville, which I guarantee you, the lowest number of Churches of Christ congregations in one of those three cities is probably fifty, maybe sixty. Yeah, Lauren and I just saw a Church of Christ when we went out to get dinner tonight that we didn't even know was there. It's yeah. like 200 yards away from our apartment. But wow, <laughs> wow. That, I mean, right, exactly. It, it is, it's ridiculous that we're talking about when to leave when many people go to congregations that are fewer than 100, fewer than 200 even. I believe like 70% of Christians go to churches that are less than 200 people. Yeah. And they're thinking, what are you talking about leaving? Like, I don't have a choice on when to leave. So you're right, Stephen, that to most people, the idea of, of membership is foreign to them because it's just, it's just who their family is. And in scripture, uh, the only thing that we join is the Lord's church, which is much more universal than what we're talking about. So you're right. This is a newer phenomenon that we have to deal with. That said, I'm still interested in what you have to say about it. Yeah, and I think the the alternative, or at least one that I'm identifying that differs from you're committed to a church, is not that you promised yourself to it. It's that you, if you're a part of a church, you should have a genuine concern about sharing the truth if it's a doctrinal issue or um if it's a doctrinal issue, you should be trying to share that. And if there becomes a disagreement, uh, then if it's a major thing where the church has fallen away, then I think every we all agree that 
that is something where you should find a different place to worship. Um, so to answer your question about the emotional state or the life stage issue, you have no friends, there's a disconnect, um, you are not going to be able to connect on a deep, deep uh, uh, friendship level with everybody you come in contact with. Right. That, in my opinion, is a sad excuse to even consider leaving because that's one of the ma major problems with the church these days is that we're, we're divided on economic issues, educational, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, not issues, but uh, levels. Right. Uh, and you are not connecting with somebody just because they're different from you. When you have that, uh, the whole unity of Christ that's bringing you together. So uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'll uh, offer my answer to Michael's question. Um, I, I like what you said earlier when you're, you're talking about, yeah, making this pledge to the congregation. And I'll push back a little bit with what Stephen is saying. Well, I'll first agree and say that is not a scriptural idea. We don't have this idea of congregations and membership or any of this. But uh, I think that there is a lot to be gained from treating congregations like something where you place membership, where you are making a pledge to this group that I'm going to be a, uh, I'm going to be an active member. I know my home congregation or where I grew up has tried to move away from the term member and to using the term partner in the gospel. And I like that idea, that sentiment of you, you don't view this like a country club more than you view this as a joint project. And that's good. But at the same time, Michael, I, I agree that, yeah, there's this idea of when you've joined a congregation, you are in some way, uh, even if you didn't fill out the card, you are in some way saying, hey, I am. I have an obligation to this congregation now and these people to help them grow closer to God, to grow closer to each other, to be a friend and to support them as they spiritually develop um, in all sorts of ways. So that said, um, I kind of like Stephen would say, there's a very high bar, a high standard. I think, Michael, you, you'd probably agree with this, that before you should start considering leaving a congregation for social issues, uh, if you are having tr trouble making friends, I think, yeah, you have an obligation to try, uh, to try harder and to keep going. Uh, especially, yeah, like when you when you talked about when you're at a church that doesn't, or you're not in a place where there are a lot of options. Uh, you definitely have that obligation because you have to. Um, now that said, I would maybe disagree and say, yeah, when the social atmosphere becomes more toxic is a word that you hear a lot now, uh, when it is uh, painful or damaging to you as a person, person psychologically, if you are more stressed out um, by going to church uh on for average, on a weekly basis. Go ahead, Stephen. So I said, for for what reason are you stressed out? Uh, maybe there's. I was just talking to a minister friend of mine this last weekend, and he was telling me about a family at the congregation where he works that uh, has has gunned for the preacher's job, and then creates a lot of division in the church and a lot of strife in the church and drama to say um, to use a high schooler term 
Um, but, and if you're part of that church and there are options around you and it's a, it's also a city where there are, it's close by in Conway where there's, there are lots of other churches to choose from. Um, I don't think there'd be something shameful in saying this congregation has plenty of people. I can go use my talent somewhere elsewhere where I am not uh, involved in so much trouble and so much strife on a weekly basis that's being brought on by this other family. So other issues that we have talked a little bit about and I, I think are important to continue on is this idea of, of doctrinal issues, of serious religious spiritual disagreements with the congregation. So there's a couple parts to this question. Um, first of all, we have to answer the question, who am I disagreeing with where it would be a big deal? Do I have to have a real disagreement with the elders or the ministers, maybe the preaching minister or even my Bible class teacher? If I go to a sizable enough congregation, perhaps I can just go to a different class. Or if it's just if I have a scriptural disagreement with a majority of the members or a plurality or, you know, how small can it be where you say, okay, I have a disagreement with them. And then next part of the question is what type of disagreement uh, on what issues? Daniel, you mentioned earlier that obviously... If for some strange reason a Christian church decided to stop being Christian, you'd say, okay, this is messed up. I should leave. But today there are so many issues that we can be divided on. Um, there are, of course, the, the usual issues, and I think any of our listeners would probably know what they are for our fellowship, their fellowship, fellowships, you know, A, B, or C. So there's those, but there's also cultural issues that are coming more into the forefront. And I have to think that in our currently politically divided world, perhaps there might even be congregations that where they wouldn't name politics, that might be the dividing line where, where people would split uh, the issue of homosexuality and how we treat those who identify in that way yet want to continue to be Christians. So let's talk through these guys. Uh, first, something I was going to say earlier uh, one social issue where I think it's also okay to leave is if you are of dating age and you haven't found anyone at your congregation that hmm. you yeah. feel romantically inclined towards. Because um, that's a that's an important thing for a lot of right. young that's people, fair. finding someone to marry. And so that's not something to be ashamed of if you leave to go to a different congregation. Because uh, that's the best place to find someone to marry. Okay, that said... Answering, I'll answer a couple of your questions, and I'll, uh, I'll throw it over to Stephen. Well, how? How? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the dating comment kind of contradicts. I'm trying to work through it in my head. How do you balance out being involved with the congregation with also uh, a dating life? Uh, well, I'm just saying something along the lines of it. Sort of trump. It trumps that issue. Even, I mean, if you're really going to hurt the congregation by leaving, like you're the preacher. Uh, yeah, you're the preacher, but eh, I don't like any of these girls. Um, I'm going to get out of here. That's really bad. But if you are, I guess you could say a casual member, 
Um, it's not really going to damage the congregation. You're leaving, going somewhere else. I would say you are. You should be feel free to go and pursue other places. So, what do you think? Although, to any of our single men listening to this podcast, it could be that young women that you would want to attract to you might be looking for a man that is stable enough to be a member of a congregation. So you moving around oh. might not help you. Oh, anyway, no. who knows? Who knows? Go ahead, Stephen. Uh, I'm thinking that uh, it, is it worth leaving a congregation for a relationship that may not work out? You know, uh, like, well, if you start dating someone, if you're just going to find someone, and you're going to keep going to different churches until you can nail something down. Um, uh, yeah, you have why to. Why do you use such use... violent terms when talking about <laughs> da- dating? Nailing something down? Is she a piece There's of meat? No to religious you? context. No pun intended. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to use discernment. You have to balance your decisions. I, I'm not going to spend too much time trying to come up with a perfect strategy for how to apply those rules. Uh, but I think generally to our listeners, if you got any suggestions about how to balance a dating life and religious um, commitment, which we still don't even necessarily agree that that's a scriptural thing. Um, but uh, yeah, we'd love to hear y'all's feedback on that. Yeah, I have plenty of friends who would love to know uh, what they need to do. So to go back to Michael's question, I thought it was a really good uh, question. For To answer, like, who can you disagree with? First of all, obviously our listeners are listening. They're going to be thinking, uh, why are you looking for the minimum reason to leave a church? Because that's and what we, people do. Like, yeah. I, I know it's irresponsible, but it's, it's how we talk. Yeah, we all know that's not a good uh, attitude to bring to it, but uh, trying to still deal with that issue. What, what do we think? Um, I think that you gave a few options, and I think any of them would qualify. I'm using air quotations. Preacher, the eldership, or the majority of the congregation. Any of those things have a powerful force in the congregation, and you can, in some way or another, understand them as representing the congregation. If any of those three uh, subcategories or whatever have serious doctrinal issues... Um, Stephen, what are your thoughts on, yeah, answering that second part of Michael's question on, yeah, what are the doctrinal issues that we should be considering in this discussion? So first, if you are considering a family, uh, uh, that you are ahead of or a spouse of, um, someone uh, and y'all are making decisions together uh, or if there's children involved, you need to first realize that the, the education that you are giving your children starts at home. And so if there's something that isn't quite right at the church, deal with it at home and you don't need to uh, one bad mouth your, your church to your children but give them a more uh, more of a foundation for how they can handle something that they may not understand or that you think if they are impressionable, then they need to be educated so that they can better gauge the situation as a whole. Having said that, um, the church as itself, as you said, Daniel, 
the minister and the elders, those are the people or the, sorry, the groups that are what you can identify a church under any one of those three. And those are the ones that are going to give that impression of the spiritual education that your child, you yourself or your spouse are going to have. Um, and so measuring those, the, how much uh, of an impression they are making on you and your family, and then actually going into the different doctrines or whatever it is, uh, you really need to weigh those out. So, for example, uh, one that uh, I guess our family, <laughs> I don't know how much of an issue we made it, but uh, it seems to be uh, the norm these days that if the Super Bowl falls uh, during your Sunday night evening service, churches are coming up with any excuse in the book to be able to have an event so that the uh, or do an early service so that or have a, a gathering at someone's house so that the church can go watch the Super Bowl. It has seemed to take priority over an evening worship. Uh, and a lot of churches just, we're not having church on Super Bowl Sunday night. Enjoy the game. Um, and so for the that, record, there are some Crouch brothers who believe that Sunday night services aren't scriptural in themselves. But anyway, let's just, yeah, well, we'll keep going. Uh, all right. Well, the you, message, you're you right. See, that's you're where correct. I'm going. What's the message that's being sent? And is that message something that is uh, how much of an impression versus uh, how much uh, is the the value of the unity that goes along with uh, taking somebody's actions and weighing them for what they are? It's not what we'd prefer. Like you said, Michael, it's not a scriptural uh, thing to begin with. And so we're just going to go with it and we will find a way to edify ourselves from the lack of Sunday evening worship that we're missing out on in a different way. Yeah. Agree to disagree? Yes, no? So I, I agree with you on, on that situation. I just want to press you on, that seems to me like it's not the biggest issue. And you kind of admitted to that. And right. I'm wondering... That's why I brought what, it up. Right, what would you do if if there was a big shift in the way that the, the congregation was doing things. And, you know, wh where do you draw the line on, like, am I going to stay with this congregation or not? Oh, I mean, I, I can give you everything uh, that I've ever come across in a church that I didn't agree with. Uh, let's see. Um going to or being a part of a congregation that had elders that had unbelieving children. Um, and, and how do you define what an unbelieving child is? And do we actually uphold the standards that are set for elders in the Bible to our standards today? How much of that do they actually need to live up to? And to what degree is an unbelieving child some uh, a, a kid that doesn't go to a church of Christ anymore if they still go to a, a non-denominational church uh, or uh, if the child is an adult they're not a child anymore so does that uh, th are they opted out of that rule for just the age of their child um, I mean that that's one uh, I mean I can keep going if you want me to I want to say for the record, if there's any elders from our congregations listening to this podcast, 
don't be offended because we've had this within our own family. So uh, this, and not only our own biological family. Are you not a believer anymore, Michael? (laughs) uh, No, but well, but also many of the congregations I've been a part of have that very issue and it's very difficult to deal with. But I think it's a very good example of a place where you say, wait, I, I think scripture teaches this. Um, and to many of us, it's very clear, but yeah, you still have to make a, a decision. Daniel. I'll tack something onto that. First, you said this earlier. I would say one reason not to leave a congregation, in fact, I, I would hope it'd be the opposite, is political standing. That's one mm-hmm. reason that we are right. often inclined to choose where we go to church. Uh, but I think that Christians and churches as a whole would gain a lot from being a part of integrated congregations as far as political ideology goes. Uh, some reasons I, so I already said at the beginning of this podcast and um, we're, we're nearing the end of our time that I would, I have a very small grouping of things that I would leave for. And those are mainly things that you could, you would find in maybe like first Corinthians 15. Um, these things, these matters of first importance, you could also say that they're found in any of the ecumenical creeds. These just basic tenets of Christian doctrine that have been accepted for thousands of years that Jesus is the son of God, uh, that he died and was resurrected, things like that. And then also I maybe wouldn't, but something that is more understandable is worship matters. Uh, those are those have some sort of special importance to them because they are so visible and so concrete and often you're called to participate in them and they happen every week. And so in that way there there is something different about worship matters than there are other doctrinal issues. And for that reason those might also be set alongside the 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 creed issues, the big doctrinal issues. And that's something you might leave for. Half of those things that you just said are reasons why you shouldn't, or why they're blown out of proportion, um, because they're reoccurring. You see them, they're visible, and you're involved with them. That is why there's such an importance placed on them when they, a lot of the time, they're not even really doctrinal issues. It's just a matter of personal preference. So, sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. Well, we, like Daniel said, we are getting close to the end of our time. So let's all kind of gather our, our final thoughts. If someone was considering leaving a congregation, there are dozens of reasons that might be going through their head. We don't know them, but they're coming to us for advice. What do you say to someone who says, I'm thinking about leaving? And let's say for the sake of time, you don't know the reason for that. What's, what's your big picture advice that you would give to someone about when to leave and when not to leave? Well, um, there are several examples of scripture uh, that compare the church to a bride. And when you are in a marriage, you can see the other options, or I'm using air quotes for uh, our listeners, you can see the options that you have uh, that are not your wife. And occasionally in a man's head, he'll say, well, 
you know, my wife isn't perfect. She doesn't please me in, in all these ways. And if I was with this person, my life would just be great. And it's really what that is, is a fantasy. And in the same way, the church, it has its flaws because it is com comprised of humans. And if you think that you're going to go from one church and find another church that's just going to be perfect for you, it's a fantasy. It's going to have flaws just like the church that you're at now. Now, they may be different flaws, and you may be able to escape the one that's pressing on you at the moment, but you're going to come into something at the next church you go to that's going to uh, give you discomfort in that way, too. So consider that. That's what I would tell that person. Uh, I'll go ahead and answer and then pass back to you, Mike. I would say I'm not a counselor, but I would put on my best counselor face and try to understand what they're upset about. And if it seems like it's something that they could potentially work through, um, but perhaps they just aren't feeling it at that moment that they want to work through that and try to discern is this something that this person could uh, get over and fix and mend to heal their relationship with that congregation? But if it's something that they think this is too important to what I think the Christian faith is, then I wish them Godspeed. Uh, hopefully something else will, will restore uh, what you need as part of the church. Hmm. Well said. So I, I would encourage them to go back to something that Stephen said at the beginning. You have one opportunity to be uh, a mom, a dad, a spouse, uh, growing up in your Christian faith. And so you do have to think about, is this the place where I need to be growing over these next 5, 10, however many years? So especially if you're a parent, think about, is my child getting the spiritual nourishment that they need supplemented to what I should be doing at home. So maybe you need to think about your own home first. Then I would also tell them to not rush through this process. Give it weeks, give it months. Intentionally work on the relationships, on the questions that are leading you away from this congregation. And as has already been said by my brothers, remember that the grass is not always greener on the other side. You're just going into another congregation that has problems of its own, just like any other family has problems of its own. And we as Christians are called to be in the ministry of reconciliation. We are to, to reconcile to each other. That's not just outside the church. That's not just to, to God. It's with each other. As a congregation, how can we be closer, more united with each other, and not focus on the issues that divide us. And one other quick thing, it's a good thing to have people that are different than you, uh, to step out on a limb. Maybe if you don't have any friends, maybe, think about it, that it could be you that is, well, sorry, not, not in the way that, you know, you're a jerk or something, but it could maybe. be that, well, maybe you are. Uh, it could be that you're not putting out the effort. You're not staying the extra 15 minutes. You're just instantly shooting off to the car rather than letting people talk to you or you talking to them. Find someone who's more lonely than you and be their friend. So, Stephen, you have parting words for us? Yeah, uh, it was a, a kid in the youth group at our church shared these words of wisdom with me. He says, you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. 
and if something is not sitting right with you then just get used to it so um but again the whole point of this podcast was to find the reasons why you should leave the church and as we can all agree they need to be extreme issues where you uh the actual truth is not being preached at a congregation and uh there is uh, a clear intent that uh the reason is not being listened to as far as scriptures being uh taught well said thanks to everyone who has listened to this podcast we hope you enjoyed it please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts from rate the podcast and leave us any comments you might have thanks for listening we'll see you next time